Last winter, my family took a vacation to Mexico. We enjoyed Cancun for a week. Our suitcase enjoyed 10 days at Pearson International Airport. When I traveled to Israel six weeks later, I packed in a carry-on only. I thought hard about what to bring, and I only brought the essentials. Then, when I returned to Israel with my family in July, my daughter Ariella fit all of her clothes in a carry-on rolling suitcase, and Aaron and I did what is known as X-packing, where we each put half of our stuff in two different suitcases. And we bought those air tags as well, just in case. Yes, I was more than slightly traumatized by the fact that one of our suitcases never made it to our Mexican vacation, and we were without so much of what we thought we would have with us. This experience led me to think, what is essential? What do we always take with us in our carry-on bag? Depending on our destination, we pack differently. A ski trip versus a beach vacation, a business trip versus a family reunion. When we go to all of these places, what do we always keep close to us, always in sight, never far away, always in reach? A passport, sometimes, a wallet, a phone, medication, but then what? Keys? Lip balm? Deodorant? What is in your essential carry-on bag at all times? And does what is essential to you change over time? I traveled a lot this year, and after that Mexico experience, each time I started packing, I thought long and hard about what I took with me on my person, and what, if anything, I checked. Baggage and luggage became stressors for me. When I studied at the Shalom Hartman Institute in the summer, Yehuda Kurtzer, a president of the organization, also mentioned the terms luggage and baggage. But this time, in a Jewish context, it was beshert. His understanding of the terms are as follows. Our baggage are the items that go under the plane and drag us down. They hold us back from evolving and becoming what we are supposed to be as 21st century Jews. Baggage is checked below, while luggage comes with us. Our luggage are our cherished possessions. It gives our Jewishness meaning, it adorns our lives. The luggage of Judaism is our ancient tradition, which needs to be constantly reinterpreted and reinvented in every era so that it can be relevant to us today and it can continue to instruct us. The luggage of Judaism is what we take with us everywhere we go. They are our essential ideas and concepts. When we travel, we literally and figuratively carry our Jewish luggage with us. What do you take? What is essential to you as a Jew? And what is always with you in your metaphoric carry-on bag? On this first day of Rosh Hashanah and throughout these Yamin Noraim, I invite you to think about that question. What is your essential Jewish carry-on luggage? What is in your essential Jewish carry-on luggage? In the Mishnah, Shimon HaTzadik believed that Torah Avodah and Gmilut Hasadim, that Torah, the temple service, and acts of loving kindness were the most essential. 
Shimon ben Gamliel believed that Dean and Emmet and Shalom, that justice, truth, and peace were essential. This morning, I'll offer what I always carry with me. And my list is somewhat similar to those of the rabbis. As I thought about it, I realized that whenever and wherever I travel, I take the High Holy Day Musaf themes of Malchuyot, Zichronot, and Shofarot with me. Whether I'm on a plane, a train, or an automobile, they are always in my carry-on luggage. My understanding of all three have evolved over the past nearly 50 years, yet they remain essential to me. As all translations are interpretations, I'm translating Malchuyot as God's centrality, Zichronot as memory, and Shofarot as the imperative to not remain silent. Like most of us, my relationship with God has changed over the years. At the most simplistic level, my commitment to God begins at the beginning. The first two words of the Torah are Breshit bara, and God created. I believe that we live in a world that God created. God is as described in the opening words of Shacharit, HaMelech Yoshev al Ram Venisa, the monarch who sits on a high throne and creates. Said more elegantly, the Rambam wrote, the foundation of all foundations and the pillar of wisdom is to know that there is a primary being who brought into being all existence. All the beings of the heavens, the earth, and what is between came into existence only from the truth of his being. If one would imagine that God does not exist, no other being could possibly exist. Or as Moses said to the people in Devarim chapter 4, It has been clearly demonstrated to you that the Lord alone is God. There is none beside God. This is a deep theological statement, which is probably why it starts off the Hakafot ceremony of Simchas Torah. In the beginning, there was God and God created. It's been demonstrated for us. In our machzor, it's Aleinu, that's the introductory prayer of Malchiot. Aleinu is one of our daily proclamations of monotheism. Aleinu l'shabeach l'adon hakol l'atet g'dula l'yotzer b'reshit. It's our obligation, it's on us to praise the master of all, to ascribe greatness to the creator of the world. Also in Aleinu are the words, Ve'yadata hayo v'hashevota et levavecha ki Adonaihu Elohim b'ashamayim ma'al v'al ha'aretz mitachat ein od. Know therefore this day and keep in mind that God alone is God in heaven above and the earth below. Ein od. There's no other. Aleinu is a final component of every tefillah, every prayer service for a reason. It's not there to symbolize that we're almost done. Rather, it's placed at the end of each prayer service to remind us of the primacy of God in the world and in our lives before we carry on with the rest of our day or the rest of our evening. A million big and little things remind me of God each day. When I am home, when I am away, when I awake and when I go to sleep, I take God with me. My relationship with God is as essential to my core, to my identity, as my passport. God is with me always, watching and watching over me. 
I would be stuck and lost without God. A second essential item that accompanies me in my carry-on bag is connected to the theme of zichronot. It's memory. I always carry with me thousands of years of tradition. It's not excess baggage. That's why when I went to Mexico in December, I packed both Shabbos candles and Hanukkah candles, a travel Hanukkah, a sidur, as well as a talit and my tefillin. And a sidur. I always remember I am a Jew and the rituals of Shabbat and holidays every day. They connect me to other Jews, past and present. The Torah reading on this first day of Rosh Hashanah begins with memory. God remembered Sarah. And God's remembering led to action, namely the birth of Isaac and the next generation and the next generation, all the way to us today. For me, memory either leads to action or reaffirmation. And that is why I carry it with me everywhere I go. It doesn't matter where in the world I find myself on a Friday night, whether I'm alone at a table set for three or in a room that's set for 300. I drink kosher wine or Kedem grape juice. And I make Kiddush saying the words, V'shabbat kotsho be'avau v'ratzon hinchilanu zikaron l'ma'asev reishit ki huyom techila l'mikrai kodesh zecher l'tziat mitzrayim. Every night I remember both Ma'asev Reshit, I remember creation. And every Friday night I remember Yitziat Mitzrayim, I remember the Exodus. I remember our central myths, our central stories. And when I remember, I continue to be proud to be a link in the chain of the Jewish people. It's impossible for me to forget the privileges and responsibilities of being Jewish. I'm unable to turn it off. What we remember changes over time. Details become fuzzy, but we all carry personal, family, communal, and Jewish memory with us at all time. I need to know where I come from to know where I am going. It's as essential as my phone. My phone carries my photos and forms of identification, and I would not know how to function with it. When I go a few days without my phone, I start to shake. And when the calendar presents us with two days of Yuntiv and then Shabbat all in a row, I'm a disaster. But I manage. One more item that I always carry with me in my carry-on is what I'm calling We Cannot Remain Silent, corresponding to shofarot, which, ironically, we don't hear today. Hearing a blown shofar wakes us up. It's hard to ignore the piercing call. It's essential for me to make noise. You know, we have voices for a reason. In the Mishnah, Rabbi Tarfon said, Lo alecha hamlecha ligmor, velo ben chorin mimena. But we see something that's wrong or broken. We don't necessarily need to do everything we can to fix it, but Rabbi Tarfon teaches we're not able to neglect it or ignore it. We got to make some noise. We must make calls, send emails, flood social media, go to rallies, protest, and write letters. As Elie Wiesel wrote, silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. We cannot remain silent. 
You know, rabbis like to quote tzedek, tzedek, tir dof, justice, justice, you shall pursue. But it's the next two words that are equally as important. Tzedek, tzedek, tir dof, leman Pursue justice so we can live, so we can exist and we can live. And this idea isn't new. In the fourth chapter of Esther, Mordechai said to Esther, on the contrary, if you keep silent, you and your father's house will perish. Esther couldn't remain silent. She needed to speak to the king to save the Jewish people from annihilation. In the Torah and Vayikra, we're clearly told, Lo ta'amod al damre echa. We are prohibited from standing by when someone is in danger. We need to make noise and do something. There's a Talmudic text from Ta'anit that expands on this idea, and it's so integral to my core. At a time when the community is suffering, no one shall say, eh, I'm going to go home and eat and drink and be at peace with myself. Because we can't remain silent or indifferent to suffering, inequality, unfairness, or tragedy. We need to do something. That's what the call of the shofar represents. The shofar reminds us to wake up and make some noise. If Malchuyot or God is my passport, and Zichronot, memory, is my phone, then the shofar, it's my keychain, jingling in my bag when I search for my keys. And just like my passport, phone, and keys are always with me, so too are Malchuyot, Zichronot, and Shofarot. My connection to them and understanding of them have certainly changed over the years, but the strength of Judaism has always been its ability to at once preserve and renew our most ancient prayers and concepts. This morning I shared with you what I always pack with me in my Jewish carry-on luggage. All three instruct me and structure my sense of who I am and what I am and how I act. I don't know who I would be without God, without memory, and without my deep commitment to making noise in the face of adversity or inequality. Now, I'm not going to remind you to take your essential items with you and your carry-on at all times, because you already know internally to take them with you. But even if you have space in your check bag for them, please don't risk storing them below. What Jewish carry-on luggage do you take with you? Shana Tova and Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>